poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, and wherever you found your, your podcast in your podcast app. Such as, let me get used to this, twitch.tv slash poisonranapod. Wow. Or youtube.com slash at poisonranapod. It's going to get real confusing. YouTube have added this weird at. It's, oh, it's weird. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Oh, they YouTube do the forward you slash now. and then at. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, it's bizarre. Okay. Well, uh, welcome to Up Next. Now, we know what you're thinking. Where will Up Next go? Is Up Next going to still be a thing? Yes, it is, in fact, going to be a thing and will continue to be a thing. But uh, we started this show as part of uh, post-wrestling alo- alongside the, the godfathers of this shit, John Pollock and Wei Ting. And uh, starting this Saturday for our NXT deadline post show it will be a post show because you will not find us on the poison rana youtube or twitch we will be on the post wrestling youtube page and going forward every up next on tuesday nights and any nxt related post shows davy and myself will be on the post wrestling youtube feed going live that is right. And if you are someone who doesn't watch us live or the video version, but listen to the audio one, uh, go and subscribe to Post Wrestling if you haven't already. We assume most of you are already subscribed. But this show will be moving to the Post Wrestling feed. That's but right. that doesn't mean you should delete this one, because as you've probably noticed after last week, Up Next has changed. And we're now going by Poison Rana. You've got that psychedelic frog in the lucha mask on your... On your Apple podcast, your, your podcast addicts and all that, yeah. we've changed. So keep this feed alive because we're going to be posting a lot on there starting this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so, so much stuff going on. We even got a website, poisonrana.ca, which is pretty much just a landing page for all the links for all our stuff. So if you ever get lost, just go to that site. And uh, yeah, coming soon is even more amazing stuff, including our Instagram. I said on a show last week, this week, that... Uh, we had zero followers, and now we've got like 140. So Amazing. at Poison Rana Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We we got it pulled down before when we had an up next Instagram for just being too too fucking crazy. I too guess I don't know. On the Insta. Uh, but we we having another go. Yeah. Um. And yeah, go follow the Instagram. Yeah, go follow us on Instagram, and uh, hell, I even made a TikTok. So uh, go follow us there too. But I haven't posted anything. Have but you talked yet? I have not. But I have ticked. Nice. Uh, so go follow all that stuff. It's going to be confusing, but also not. So uh, going forward, we're not going to be doing BD Elite, but we're going to be doing uh, Poison Rana. And that's basically just us doing a weekly wrestling kind of podcast where we talk a little bit about everything. So uh, our first one, we're going to be going live this Sunday at 2 p.m. on our Twitch and our YouTube. So uh, YouTube 
facebook.com at Poison Rana Pod. Again, yeah, all the this best stuff thing is on again, just go to poisonrana.ca yeah. and you can follow either. I think we're going to be trying to do maybe more YouTube than Twitch, but for now we'll keep both feeds going. Hell yeah. Um, so whichever one you prefer, go on there. It's going to be, yeah, more of a, we're definitely be, going to be covering AEW as we're no longer talking about that on Wednesdays. So we'll have a, a lot of focus on AEW, but also a bit more time on like kind of the news of the week, some outlandish rumors that have been there. Uh, Kind of what we do sometimes at the beginning of these shows, but a bit more extended, allowing us to give more of our thoughts about it. But uh, it should be a, a fun show. I'm, I'm really looking forward to starting this one. Yeah, uh, we have tons of ideas for different podcasts, and uh, we can't wait to kind of do that. So stay on this feed. Up next, we'll be moving to the post-wrestling feed, but it's still going to be the same old BDE. Being your NXT friends, friends. will always be your NXT friends. But yeah, this feed is going to become uh, our own feed. And Poison Rana is going to be a show where we talk about all sorts of different stuff. Uh, the Rock, uh, possibly versus Roman is something I want to talk about this weekend. The Bloodline stuff, uh, all sorts of different stuff. We're going to be covering wrestling just as a whole general. More of a discussion show rather than review. But if you still like our reviews, well, we'll be doing up next, like we mentioned. But you can check us out at patreon.com slash Poison Rana. Yes. Which, wow, I said it, I nailed it on the first take. We're doing, if you're watching, every time we're kind of saying one of these new addresses, we're nodding because we're trying to make sure we're saying it right. Because we have changed things over there as well, because it is now the Poison Rana Patreon, meaning there's no more North American or world champions. There is only friends and family. That is right. And well, for $5 a month, you can become a friend friend and that means you get access to all the shows that we put out there including everything in that back catalog of all that was next retro nxt reviews all that stuff including our movie reviews all the stuff that we've announced for this monthly schedule but if you're insane and you want to become a family member yeah (laughs) you can become that 25 bucks a month it does sound a little cultish i agree family it's uh, a bit joe gacy give us us your money and you can be in our family uh if you Uh, but we're not taking anyone's passports away from them or anything like that (laughs) you've caught up on the teddy dog maybe (laughs) we'll talk about that on sunday yeah there you go uh so yeah that is where you get access to behind the bde which is a weekly uh sorry a monthly exclusive show but then you access uh where you get to pick stuff and then you join us for uh, a show we called Up Yours. And uh, speaking of, we have one that we're going to be dropping uh, sometime tomorrow afternoon because we're going to be recording an Up Yours to finish off a trilogy we have been talking about throughout the years. Uh, World Champ member, or should I say family member, mm. Chris Price has selected the third installment of Back to the Future. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait for this. Great Scott. Yeah. So, yeah. Our other two reviews are out on the on the back catalog there, but... Uh, yeah, we're going to jump into DeLorean and chat all about that movie and then talk to Chris a little bit as well. And probably try and figure out what the hell he's going to pick next because he's picked he's, all three now. He's just done Back to the Future. This is yeah. the third time round wow. and up yours. Uh, he's picked his poison, yeah. if you will. Exactly. And, but yeah, I wonder what, what next. Uh, we had a was next where we chatted about Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville going at it, which was awesome. Absolutely. Like, this is definitely where you feel we're coming to the end of uh, 2013. Uh, we're moving into December now. Uh, Sami's hot. Wouldn't you know it? What's happening now? Yeah. Um, and Neville. And they had a hell of a match. And just think, it's it's only a few months away before we get to the the very first kind of network premium live event of NXT. Not to forget, uh, Sasha Banks is totally the boss now. 
like wearing the boss, oh, everything, yeah. and yeah, these retro NXT reviews are fun. It's considering, really getting fun. Where we're considering up. where wrestling is now, where some of these guys are, and stuff like that, it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, those are some shows that we just have out this week, but more to come. Including, I think we can announce it now that on December eighteenth, we will be recording a very special Christmas movie review, Home Alone Two, and we will be joined by John Pollock from Post Wrestling. To talk about, well, he stated that he said Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1. Well, we're going to have to review the damn thing. And uh, Next year, I'll I'll oppose that Home Alone 3 is better than all of them. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that turned uh, like 25 this this month or this year or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if we should get to that one, but maybe one day. Uh, So we'll be joined by John Pollock. And you know what? If you're a patron, we're going to be recording this show over Zoom with John. And I've decided that if you are a patron... You'll have access to the Zoom link and you can hang out live and ask questions and stuff during the whole review. So yep. it'll be a whole Christmas party with John Pollock. I'm sure he'll absolutely love it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I can't. Last year's was so much fun. It was. Uh, go back and, and listen to that if you haven't. The Home Alone 1 review. I'm pretty sure you've all seen this film. Yeah. Uh, it's one of John's favorites. It was a blast talking to him, not about wrestling. So yeah. this was so much fun. Um, but also, it is coming to the end of the year. We will be doing, uh, at the end of the year, our best match ever 2022 show. So the way we do this is kind of a whole uh, polling thing with yeah. our Facebook group and our Patreon. So um, start putting in the Facebook group what your favorite matches of the year are. We're going to put together a list of 25 matches that you were going to vote on. And it's kind of a combined top 10 between our listeners and Braden and I oh, yeah. uh, for best match ever. So start, start throwing your, your suggestions into the Facebook group, now known as Poison Rana. Yeah, everything. Getting hit with that Poison Rana. Mm. I'm going to make sure that every time you see a goddamn Poison Rana in a match, you're going to think of us. I thought you were going to say every time you see a frog, you're going to think of us. I almost bought a frog the other yeah. day. But- I'm allergic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't my asthma my asthma I can't just because be you want I can't, I can't I'm allergic to cats not frogs no, no it, it fucks on my breathing what if we frogs. got a frog for the set and then we put him in a lucha mask no I'm joking I feel like that's cruel and no, you probably wouldn't stand still you don't think we, we, we could take care of a frog we don't have a name for our frog I don't think you can take care of a frog <laughs> I, they were really it was really small so I didn't oh. I didn't do it but also I'd have to buy the tank and all that stuff and mm. yeah but we don't we don't have a name for our frog shout out Robert Pearson who did all the graphics yeah. for us uh, you'll definitely be hearing us shouting him out again because everyone's loving this frog we don't have a name for it so uh, we got to get on that Kona <laughs> Kona the frog we got to keep the keep the NXT alive somehow some somehow. way secretly I'm, I'm I, I mean I know alliteration that. is like kind of the, the common thing you know Steve. Freddy the frog or <laughs> some of that Steve Kona Hank Walker the frog <laughs> so far I, I'm leaning on Kona you I like think it's Kona? a good idea again go to the Facebook group yeah give us this. suggestions yeah or we could do an Instagram question what should yeah. we call a frog uh, well we have a lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on but hey thanks for everyone for the 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 feedback and stuff so far has been great with the, the the name change and the logo and the branding. We're super excited to see where we can go with this. So thank you and strap on in for all the stuff coming up. And yeah, uh, stay stay locked and subscribe to this podcast feed and more. But we are going to have up next on post wrestling starting this Saturday with the post deadline show. So I'm excited. Keep talking to you people about wrestling and all this fun silly shit yeah. oh and merch oh man don't even get us started we're gonna have some crazy merch uh Cino went out of his way to somehow get 
it already stitched on a hat. And now everyone's like, yo, where do we get these hats? And it's like, sorry, we weren't that quick. We're, yeah. we're working on it. Yeah, <laughs> we're working on everything right we're, now. Yeah, we're a two-man show. Well, Sino's our executive producer. That's why he went ahead and somehow already got us the file for the stitching thing. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Shout out, Sino. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess we can talk about... And shout out Wei. He's been so helpful. Wei, yeah, for uh, sure. For all of this. And John. I mean, yeah. Wei's been helpful a lot with all these, all the technical shit changing this podcast over so yeah i got a got a message being did, are, did you leave are you guys done with post it's over no 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 we're still we're still we're still we're cooler than ever now we've even who asked that some a few scared? people oh, a few man. people were like hey what does this mean and, and no we're getting even closer we're invading to listen to the show we're invading <laughs> their their station now yeah. we're invading their channel now so we're wow we're gonna be on the same channel as wh park Damn, that's exciting. We made it. Yeah. We've made it. Uh, shout out WH because uh, he's signed on to do a show with us in January for our Patreon, which is going to be pretty sweet. So can't wait for that. Uh, I guess we can talk about um, some NXT. I will say uh, if you are in the Toronto area, I have two tickets up for grabs for Demand Lucha Ooh. on December 15th. It's a Thursday in Parkdale Hall, Toronto. Gringo Loco is going to be there. Delirious is going to be there. V Delirious. I think right? so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Super Crazy is going to be mm-hmm. there. The the Doctor Lucha Evil Villains. They're the best. Uh, they're Toronto heels right yeah. now. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. Um, if you if you are interested in going and you're actually going to go, you're in Toronto area. Hit me up in the DMs. Follow po- you have to follow Poison Rana Pod on Twitter or Insta, whatever thing it is you use. Gringo could be back next year as well this is true the gcw show gcw has announced they're doing a show in march in toronto and mm. i definitely think we should we should be going to be that doing as something well for that. yeah yeah we'll have to talk to gringo do some, some help some promo yeah i don't think they'll need help they'll sell it out oh, i yeah. guarantee at the opera house which gringo in our interview said was one of the best venues he's ever wrestled in and when you look at that they've That's now booked we saw it him there, right? yeah. yeah and now the, maybe he told gcw yeah. yo, book yo book that venue place. it's a good venue <laughs> It is pretty sweet. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's, I just wanted to get that out of the line too. All the housekeeping is done and we can discuss some NXT. Let's do it. Yeah. Our go home show for deadline. Yeah. Yeah. It is. This Saturday. I thought you were going to say our go home show because we're going home. We're going to this post. This is literally the, yeah, we're going to post feed after yeah. this. Yeah. It'll only be the Poison Rana stuff going forward, but yeah. All right. NXT December 6th, 2022, live from the Capital Wrestling Center. And we see Duke Hudson, who's telling Andre Chase that he believes in him, that he needs to believe in himself just as much as Thea Hale and Duke Hudson believe in Andre Chase. Chase gets all fired up. And he says he's going to give those two fuckers a chase you ass whooping. <laughs> More or less, he said that. More or it less. Bleeps, but yeah, that's what he said. Um, and this leads us to our wildcard triple threat match, where the winner of this match will go forward to deadline in the Iron Survivor match. And it's Von Wagner, who gets the jobber entrance this week. He's already in the ring, taking on Axiom and Andre Chase. And uh, Von, you know, it's big match Von because he's got the braids. <laughs> Been watching his Gringo Loco and got the braids. Uh, I love on. this man so much with his braids. I swear he's got like colored in them too. Or They're something. a little blondie, little blondie bits today. Blonde Vaughn. Blonde Vaughn. Um, Andre goes after Braided Vaughn right away with a big boot and is just all on top of him when Axiom kind of stupidly breaks them up. This allows Vaughn to get the advantage, gets them both in a headlock. Uh, Andre sends Axiom to the outside and kind of tells Axiom, like, yeah, go, do your dive. And as Axiom's running up, he schoolboys him for a two count 
and tells him, well, that's a teachable moment. Ah. Von then launches Axiom on top of Chase on the outside and catches Von with the side Russian leg sweep. He's got a really good side Russian. He really wraps it, doesn't he? <laughs> Is that what makes a good yeah, side Russian? Yeah, it's like a Bret Hart-esque side Russian leg sweep. Yeah. And My favorite is Jeff Hardy's. Because then he does the bridge with the pin. Chase is true. Well, this leads to the chase you stomped, which is uh, exquisite uh, as he stomps down on Von. Um, Axiom then ducks a clothesline from uh, Chase and hits a tope suicida to Von. The speed he got on this was was pretty crazy. Chase then hits a really nice looking tiger driver to Axiom for a two count. And then there's this sleeper from Axiom to Von. Uh, Von counters it into a powerbomb. And then Chase comes off the top with a high cross to Von. But his kind of momentum sends him out of the ring, allowing Axiom to follow up with his his like running kick to the side of the head of Wagner to win this match in a pretty fun opener, I thought. Yeah, lots of really good wrestling. I think the right guy won. We yeah. were we were saying while we were watching, like as much as the the fairy tale story of Chase would be really entertaining because he has been delivering. But I think Axiom mixing in there with all the other heels. In that match, it just made makes sense. Uh, but you know what? There was some good wrestling with all three doing different variations of moves, like together, like Vaughn being kind of the 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 base, the base. <laughs> uh, not the quite, not not quite. Yeah, he's not <laughs> quite the base god, even though he's yeah. got the braids. But he uh, he was good letting them kind of do different moves off of them, and definitely something we've been saying for a while that yeah, Chase U and Andre Chase has been like this this comedy gimmick of the the fake university, mm. but like the wrestling is always there. It's, it's, it's basically some guy in a, his school sweater wrestling, but he actually is really like his ring awareness and his technical ability is really good. He's a more entertaining Madison rain. Cause you know, Madison rain on AEW is the coach that just goes out and loses every match. Is that it's her like, but thing? Okay. Yeah. She's meant to be the coach there. Right. But then it's like, well, you can't be that good if you're always losing. Yeah. But, Chase is way more interesting. I think he was definitely the sentimental favorite in this match. You can yeah. feel the crowd really wanted him. And if they keep up that momentum, whenever you go to what will probably be a something with Duke Hudson, people are going to care about it a lot more than they did six months ago. Yeah. I, I think he's doing really well. But the the right person won here with Axiom and uh, yeah, mixing up with those other people in that match should be should be pretty fun but there was like cool moves chase doing like a liger bomb for a near spot yeah. which was was which was pretty good uh duke uh i'm surprised didn't show up on monday night raw because jbl was doing poker or grimes yeah yeah where's grimes lately grimes has vanished yeah where did grimes go oh it's the it's the crypto oh oh it's dropped it has it's, dropped so that's lot. why he's vanished it I depends still, if he cashed out. If I, he was smart, yeah. I think he, he cashed it out. I still think put Grimes on the main roster with the Good Brothers and AJ. Sure. Why not? Yeah. We, I think that should happen. Uh, but yeah, fun fun opener, but the right guy won to be added to that match. Throughout the night, we get these videos highlighting the uh, women's entrance for the Iron Survivor match. We start with a Cora Jade promo saying she's willing to do anything to win if she did that to her best friend. What do you think she'll do to all these other people? There's no depth she won't sink to. And if she embarrassed Wendy Chu last week, you should see what she's going to do to the others. Damn. So, yeah, pretty just Cora being mean. Generation of The generation Jade. of Jade. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Julius Creed is being checked on backstage uh, after his attack from last week. And the doc's checking his knee and says, yep, you're good. You're absolutely cleared. Julius is like, yep, knew it. Knew I was good. And then Ivy Nile asks, wait, can you check his ribs again please 
And he goes, the doc says, oh, I didn't know anything was wrong with your ribs. I haven't checked his ribs. And you see Brutus is like, yo, not Ivy, what are you doing? What are you doing? Ratting him out. Yeah. Kind of. And Ivy's saying, look, I'm just trying to protect him. I don't, don't want my brother. I don't want my brother to be hurt. And the doc goes, well, I can feel there's actually significant swelling here. And therefore you cannot compete. You are not cleared. Julius is pissed. Brutus is like, yeah, what the fuck, Ivy? And she just re- reiterates, I'm protecting him. Yeah, what's with Ivy just snitching on the boys? Why is she being so protective all of a sudden? Like these guys, she cares. Have, these guys have been through some crazy stuff with uh, Damon Kemp. There was a bloody ambulance match, and she didn't really seem to give two shits then. She's really scared of Satna. Um, sorry, Sanger, 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 and uh, and Veer. Yeah. So she's trying to, pre- or is she? Yeah. What yeah, I don't, I don't understand why she would what, be. What's happened that has scared her? She so knows much of something. These guys? Yeah, does she know that these guys will crush the mm. Creed brothers? I feel like they're messing this this Creed brothers st- story arc up. It feels like it went in reverse. It was like, okay, they're they're good. They're getting good. They're the champions. No, they're not the champions anymore. Okay, and actually, no, wait, they are, no, they are the champions. No, no, no. Actually, they're not the champions now. They're going to feud with a solo act in an ambulance match, <laughs> which yeah. was still weird. And then now they're going to fight with these two guys. And one of the guys was recently doing yoga. And the other guy, there's a Disney movie made about. <laughs> so what's going on? The creeds have like di- yeah, digressed. It's, it's, and where's Roddy? Is he still in the is hospital? Is Roddy s- still okay? Like, <laughs> like Ro- Roddy's like neck had broken. Because that was like a month after the attack. Yeah. And he's still wearing a neck brace. Yeah, I should change my iPhone wallpaper <laughs> away from Roddy in the <laughs> wheelchair. <laughs> And Where is Roddy? Yeah, he's still hurt. He's still I don't know. Up. I feel like the story's going to come back soon. I yeah. know what you mean. It does seem. I think Ivy's being genuine. I think she's just worried. Okay. about Okay. All right. But it's bless her. I mean, I guess it, it kind of makes more sense now as we know the new day are going to be at deadline facing pretty That's, deadly. Yeah. So in doing that, they kind of gotta kind of keep Creed's busy before you imagine that's the next feud. Um, so. I think that's why they're just distracting them I with guess. Sanger and Veer right now. Yeah. And I see Sanger and Veer maybe as a as an act you they might be looking at moving up quite quickly. Okay. I, I you see. know, get give them some seasoning and then move them up as a monster yeah, maybe. tag team because I don't know if we got a monster tag team on the main roster right now. No. You have those Vikings, but mm. yeah. Uh yeah, I'm not as interested in this feud as Maybe I, I like the creeds. They've been like some yeah. of the best stuff they've got going. So it's kind of weird that they're they're on the cool and mm. it's weird. Yeah. Uh, we then go to Bron fishing. We're going it's fishing. fishing with Bron. Yeah, we're going fishing. It's going to be again. a weekly segment on Poison Rana. Just fishing. With fishing Bron. with Bron. <laughs> yeah, Bron. He caught the frog. Yeah. Oh, that would be cruel if you caught a yeah. frog. He throws them back though. Yeah. So he he shows that he's a good. He, Apollo he, kisses them first. <laughs> <laughs> did he yeah. he kissed the fish oh man threw it back is that like good luck or something i don't know man well, i don't know what visions he's been seeing no about fish. no fish <laughs> uh yeah i mean they show the graphic i mean i feel like braun the last fishing segment he got away scot-free because it's like it's he was just like yo i like fishing sorry but it, it calms me down it's my thing it's like all right cool and then now and then apollo was at a diner yeah. And then last week, Braun decided to go visit Apollo at his diner. At diner. So now, naturally, it's Apollo visiting Braun at his old watering hole. They literally hole. must be there all the time. <laughs> They're either at the PC 
they're at home or they're at the diner. Oh, Bron, thought I'd pond. thought I'd catch you here. <laughs> it's like what? I must say the the shots of Bron just in a fishing boat. It's pretty peaceful. He looks, looks so happy. It looks really nice. It looks like a great kind of drama. I'm going to watch I some go nice fishing. like independent movie or something. Yeah. And then and then they start talking about oh well when I spear you on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gone fishing though? Uh, no, we've talked about this. I've been crabbing. Because <laughs> I, rem- I just remembered there's this, my my uncle just recently, we were talking about how I'm like, oh, next summer we should go fishing. And I hadn't seen him in a while. This was last summer. And he, he my cousin, like when his first time fishing, caught this massive fish, like clearly like beginner's luck, like had no idea what he was doing, but his my uncles like helped him catch it. So they, I don't know what it's called. Like, I don't know if it's like stuffing a fish, but they somehow got this fish on their wall. Okay. Right? Like people do that, I yeah, guess, yeah. which I as a kid I'm always like terrified at this giant like bass on the wall there and I'm like do people Did it move and sing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should get one of those. <laughs> Remember those? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just always was like as a kid like why is this giant fish like on the wall and I never got to go fishing with them yet, but I should. Shall we take a day tri- trip to what is it? Bass Pro the shop thing <laughs> and get the gear? Just walk around. Take buy photos in the gear and yeah. not buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so we look. Like, there's probably sets and boats that you can look like you're like. Yeah. Posing with. And we'll, it. we'll get the the singing fish as well. I mean, we're in Toronto. It's fucking cold up here already. Winter time, and I feel like we could go like ice fishing. Mm. That's a thing up up north outside the city. You True. could try that. It yeah. sounds not that sounds fun. Sounds cold. Though. Yeah, you just sit in a shack and drink and. Like don't this fall looks in. nicer, you know. Yeah. Being in a yeah. in a lake in, in Florida. Florida in the yeah. sun. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, I, I'd be a bit mad if Apollo Crews just was like, surprise. Oh, I'd be furious. Yeah. yeah, if you were there on your own and then... He was a little annoying as well. So yeah, that's what happens. Bronze on this boat and Apollo comes to join him and says he just wanted a chance to hang out as, as kind of boys before it all goes down on Saturday. And uh, Apollo starts to compliment Bronze engine and... <laughs> <laughs> and... Bronze says, oh, you like how that feels? <laughs> you haven't felt my spear yet. Th- this is what happened, yeah. And then Bronze teaches him how to fish. And they... Uh, seen this movie before. Apollo, yeah. Apollo's like, oh, I'm a natural at this, just like I'm a natural in the ring. I'm a natural at casting fishing lines. <laughs> and- They're talking about fishing, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, Bronze then like, i got to give it to you, man. I love that standing moonsault you do. Apollo goes, yeah, and I noticed you do it too. Bronze's like, well, you know, I just saw you do it and thought I'd try it. And Apollo's, well, you've got a lot of my moves. Looks like I'm going to start having to learn how to counter my own moves. Um, Apollo asks if he really likes it to do this, as he said, to like keep him focused, or he just likes being on his own. Bronze's like, hey, look, this is just peaceful. I enjoy it. It's nice. And then Apollo goes on to list all the kind of big names that bronze beaten like Champa, Gargano, uh, Dolph Ziggler, and uh, and bronze says like, yeah, I face all these people and I know what's at stake is because one loss and all of this is gone. So Apollo suggests, well, hey, just hand me the title. If you if you're worried about cracking under the pressure, just hand it over to me. And he's like, ha yeah, no, I ain't gonna do that. And then Apollo catches a fish, and it's a big one. Was, bigger like, than, was, was Apollo's fish bigger, bigger than bronze? Than, bigger than bronze engine. <laughs> um, catches this fish and they're like, wow. 
So he kisses the fish and throws it back into the into the lake. Damn. Uh, Bron says his game plan, like always, is power, intensity, and speed. And Apollo says, well, I'm the first person who's going to challenge that. They say, may the best man win. Apollo can't believe he caught a fish because at deadline, it's not going to be Bronze Day either. Damn. Yeah. Bit weird. <laughs> Yeah, this was a very strange segment. Uh, easy to pick on a segment about wrestling and fishing combined. Yeah. Easy. But like this one was weird. I think the one where it was just Braun explaining, hey, this is what I like. I can like totally see that as a real thing. And it made me feel like he's an actual person than just the character who breaks things. But here, it's Apollo. I've, I've not liked Apollo's. They, they, they did what they did with the fiend Seth Rollins. And like the Joe Gacy stuff, like you broke it, you went way too far and now you're trying to pull, put mm. the curtain back. It's like, well, you already made this guy see the future and all this stuff. And now you're trying to make it like serious. And his, his acting for me doesn't, this is not, a, this is supposed to be the main event, right? I assume of the pay-per-view this Saturday. This does not feel like that at all. This is two guys fishing and really bad acting. So I, like, I, I like both these guys, especially Braun. I actually do think Braun is, is going still in the right direction. I just think this one, I'm, I'm not feeling... I thought they would change my mind, but then they're I, fishing. The thing is, the build hasn't been that long. Like, since they've, like, reignited, re- reignited yeah, it weeks. and be like, this is the thing. If it was longer, I'd understand having this one or two weeks, these, like, off-location off things. But we haven't had a single in-ring segment between these two, yeah. I feel. And I, that's what you need on your go-home show, For sure. I think. You need that hot, hot segment in the ring, great promos to sell you on the match if this was towards the beginning of the feud yeah maybe i'd be like okay with it it just felt, it looked nice it looked really nice uh, apollo just came across irritating i found um but they're they're trying to build this baby face v baby face thing i think they could maybe focus more on like the the stuff when apollo was like oh you basically have my moves they've hinted on it it's like this is the first time you've got the like the athletic big man against the athletic big man. like, And they're showing that bronze, like a mirror of Apollo, basically. They could have gone more into that, but this just feels not heated at all. Yeah, so like just not not really interested in seeing these. Why would I want to watch these guys fight? They, they, they're friends. They fish together. Mm. I don't like, doesn't, there's no heat to it at all. I will say you're definitely going to see them counter the standing moonsault. Yeah. <laughs> Roll out of the way. I was hoping like Apollo would then just turn and just throw Bron in the lake and try and kill him. Like, that like, would that's be the more heat heated. It needs yeah. If you were doing this and it, they'd almost swerved you all this time being like, it's all friendly. You didn't even and have Apollo to do that. just yeah. snapped and he's trying to drown. No, Bron. no, no. You didn't need to go that far. You just needed to like somehow boot him in the, into the water and yeah. then be like, oh, see you later champ. And like throw his belt in the it lake. It would be for, for Vince at home. Vince would be. <laughs> <laughs> he fell in the water. He pushed him in the water. <laughs> yeah. A, di- a dilapidated boat <laughs> is what he should have used. Yeah. I, I don't know about this. I guess Braun, we'll see Braun use the, the toss power bomb, the name that never got the a move. Toss power bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it'll just be that. Uh, yeah. I, I can't say I'm, I'm sure it'll have some cool stuff in this match and I'm hoping the guys will deliver, but the, the storyline going to this is really boring. I think the, I think the match could kind of exceed expectations for sure. The, the build has been weak. We go to the ring to Bryson Montana. I love you that know name. him, Bryson Montana. I I don't know Bryson Montana, but I love the name. It mixes my favorite, one of my favorites, Bryson Tiller and Tony Montana. It's so Bryson Montana. It's so 
NXT 2022. I love it. it. Closing out the year. Bryson Montana. Bryson Montana. I love this guy already. Unfortunately, he didn't have too good of a night. I mean, he had a great night. He was on TV, but uh, before I didn't even realize this was a match. Well, I think he was meant to be facing uh, Big Body Havy when Sanger and Veer just interfere, kill this poor guy, and then you see uh, Javier Barnal coming out for his entrance and sees Sanger and Veer, and he's like, nope. And dips and leaves. Veer gets on the mic and says, uh, sorry, Sanger starts off saying, Creed Brothers, we said we'd only face you if you're 100%, but clearly you're not 100%. So uh, they then respectfully decline the Creed's challenge Whoa. to face them because they want to face them at at full strength. But they, they warn them, don't keep us waiting long. And then the Creed's come out to kind of square off with them. Much to Ivy Nile's dismay. So this match is not on the pay-per-view. No. So it's pr- probably on TV in the next while. So, yeah, uh, at least we're getting to the match, but not this Saturday. Okay, cool. I could see maybe a segment on the show on Saturday where maybe the Creeds take out... They announce it? Yeah, the Creeds could take out Sanger and Veer backstage or something sure. and have this announced. Yeah. Unsanctioned on Tuesday or something like that. Yeah. Shout out Bryson Montana. Yeah, poor lad. We see Duke Hudson trying to cheer up Andre Chase when Thea Hale runs in all excited as she's had a match booked with Isla Dawn. And Duke looks a little worried because Isla's been pretty dangerous recently and says, look, Thea's not ready to face her yet. And Andre says, no, she can face her. Duke questions him. Do do you think that's right? I don't think she's ready. And Chase snaps saying, damn it, Duke. I've made my decision. So sending Thea to her to her death. To her death? Against the witch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I I like the Duke stuff. I'm just st- a little like, where are we going to go now? It's because Chase keeps snapping at him. Well, eventually he'd like snap back and yeah. destroy Andre. Uh, it's basically the bloodline, but a university. Yeah, I'm, en- <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm into it. I, I think I think the characters are all playing it pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm okay with the, the slow burn for this story. You can't... You need... You need to, you need to feel heartbroken when when this right. this ends. Yeah, right? that's why I watch wrestling yeah. to be heartbroken exactly. constantly. Exactly. Yeah, good segment. You do, <laughs> you do. I'm sorry, I love you. I yeah, it is my favorite. Yeah. Getting turns are the best. Uh, something that was heartbreaking was that TikTok of Sol Ruka that they also played. I don't know if we already went over that, but they they're doing a lot of this like TikTok segments where it's a lot of people filming dances and stuff, but then in the background, oh no, look, and then. They use that to promote matches yep. for like this week and stuff like that. So it's it's. Cool I don't mind they, it. Yeah, it's kind it's of. Cool. I mean, WWE don't do the AEW thing, which is we always have to explain why there's a camera here. But like, literally, you walk around, everyone's on their phone. <laughs> it's like not surprising yeah. that someone's probably going to be on their phone backstage. And I think the TikTok World thing, Star. especially if you can have it released earlier in the week, so people that are following these accounts kind of see it. I yeah. think it's kind of cool, and then. It just sets it up a little differently. But yeah, we didn't quite understand why this week. Uh, so yeah, your Sol Ruka and I, what's her name? The uh, uh Is it Amari Miller? Amari Miller, yeah. she was with? Yeah. They're, they're backstage on TikTok when there's kind of a little bit of an argument between Idris Anofi, Malik Blade and Briggs and Jensen. Whoa. So I don't know, like they were, Malik and Idris just lost, didn't they? Yeah. The other week. So I think they were kind of pissed off about that right and yeah 
but yeah, uh, it's cool that they're that they're doing that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm I'm I feel like I'm just too old for TikTok, but I'm definitely trying to give it You're a shot. Try. So. Otherwise, we'll fall fall behind. At Poison Rana Pod, go be our first follower. Mm. We have zero followers. <laughs> we do actually, because I don't use it, but I did got zero videos, <laughs> zero content. There is a frog display picture. That's so. all you need. <laughs> We're trying, guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> all you need is frogs. Just associate with the frog. Drop a frog in the replies, fam. Yeah. We get a vignette for Tony D'Angelo hyping up his return. Uh, we saw a commercial for a, another Ric Flair documentary. Another Ric Flair mm. documentary. Maybe we'll talk about this on Sunday for sure. And then we go to our next match. Zion Quinn taking on Tony D'Angelo. And, well, D'Angelo just murders this guy. There's shoulder blocks uh, just knocking him down. Clotheslines. He hits a hatch suplex. A spine buster. And then D'Angelo kind of debuts a new finish here. It's like... It's like Roman Reigns NXT finisher, the the kind of Uranagi, but back suplex rock back bottom, suplex into a rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we watched in our was next Roman Reigns when his when he was in NXT used that. Interesting, you know. Now it is kind of like the rocks move. Mm. Uh, a few other wrestlers have done it before, obviously, but uh, Tony D'Angelo bringing this move out. But he had some really impressive suplexes here. I love this. I'm not a huge fan of uh, what's it? QT Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn. Sorry, not QT. <laughs> completely different person. <laughs> wow. Uh, but uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not liked much of this guy, and to see him get like. Just, just ragdolled by Tony here. It was kind of hot for me. I was like, "All right, let's go." I loved I like it. That. Yeah. I thought uh, Tony looked great here. Italian just, Kurt Angle. Just he was <laughs> like a pissed off Tony coming in. Exactly yeah. coming in and just like uh, Zion got no offense in here. Yeah, and yeah, Zion Quinn's not someone who wins much, but he looks like a scary guy. So having a D'Angelo just steamroll him, I, I actually thought it was quite good and made me. A bit more interested in this. Me too. D'Angelo character. Yeah, glad, like I know that he, when he had his run, I think a lot of people, at least us especially, were like, okay, like this guy's got some wrestling background. When's this wrestling going to come out? When they really just made him the cartoon mobster character. Mm. Now having him rehabbing and coming back, and then just crushing this guy with belly to bellies and that new move and stuff. Instantly, I'm like, okay, are we going to see more of this? And more so, not so much like he's a heel, but kind of the respect heel. Because the way he's been treating stacks is like, go wrestle and prove yourself kind of thing. Yeah. So it is a different, it's a different character. I'm sure he'll still do the, you know, mafia stuff, which of course. Which but. is, it's like how the Sopranos is, isn't it? You know, Tony Sopranos is yeah. an awful human being, but sometimes he's, he's like, hilarious. Ah, but he's, he's quite like genuine and has that respect and, and feeds like ducks that. yeah <laughs> so that's i'm surprised we haven't had tony d'angelo like out on a dock feeding ducks at one point in a pool somewhere seeing a psychiatrist <laughs> yeah like there is some stuff that i'm like huh i wonder <laughs> when show up in a horse on a horse the dream yeah. episode yeah there's there's some good stuff he then gets on the mic and well stacks gets on the mic and just says how fantastic uh tony d looked and that there was no ring rust there. And Tony then says, I may not be Mr. X Factor, just like mocking Zion Quinn, uh, but I'm like a shiny new hubcap. He says, during physiotherapy, I gained some new revenues and connections. Basically saying he's made a lot of dough during his time off. But for us, it always comes down to Wesley and that North American title. And basically, I, he was, says again, I was going to win that number one contenders match until you took a cheap shot and took my knee out. So blaming Wes for his injury. And this brings out Wesley, who says 
He knows that Tony's been eyeing him all the time and the title, but he's been eyeing him too. And this is where Stax cuts in, calls Wes a kid, and uh, basically just says, Tony D's the man and he's better than you. And Wes tells him to kind of switch off of the, uh, onto decaf, saying, your man's a bit, a bit hyped up. Tell him to switch to decaf and chill. Chill. Um, And just says, well, I will let you face me, but first I've got to settle things with Dijak. Tony says he ain't waiting. This is when Dijak comes on the screen and says Tony is a scumbag in the streets and he's here to clean up the streets. Tells Wes to keep his name out of his mouth and nothing will stop him desecrating NXT. And then Stax tries to attack Wesley, but Wes escapes. Yeah, so it's seeming like we got a three-way dance situation. Yeah, this wasn't announced for Deadline, was it? Um, But it seems that way. That makes the most sense, I guess. Uh, yeah. Not into this Dijak character at no. all. No. Looking forward to seeing him wrestle more and yeah. get more opportunities. But this this character is just... It's so bizarre. Why does he keep going to these characters that like doesn't feel like it suits him at all? Like You're right. The wrestling is going to be fantastic to watch him again just wrestle, especially here in NXT. And tangling with someone like Wes will just be awesome. But... The character is this Terminator, wears the shades, wears this jacket. What? And talks real serious and scary, but not coming across that way. I find, I mean, I'm trying to think back. Obviously, there's always been like spooky shit and weird shit in wrestling. But I feel it's more limited. You know, like it was, you had The Undertaker, you had Kane. Then maybe what yeah. Gangrel? I mean, the, he's like a big boss man is what he is here. Like, no, I know, but what I'm saying is, it's it's just so weird. Now you've got all these spooky people, and then this guy who he's like some sort of like fucking Blade Runner, like clearing up the streets, yeah, what Terminator is he? Yeah, thing what is going he? on. What is this? And then you've got just normal people like Wes from Breaker and Wesley, and who are just normal. <laughs> It just makes it seem like all these people are insane. <laughs> yeah. We're insane for watching this. <laughs> yeah. Not into the Dijak character. I think this match could be quite good. But I'd also like to see the singles versions of each of them. Yeah, well. I would too. So it is kind of uh, making it a little muddied of where we're going to go with it. But either way, sounds good. Do you see this getting added to Deadline? Why not? Sure. Uh, although it is looking like it's a stacked card. We have five matches. So they could. Okay, add. So they, probably not. They could. They could. Uh, okay, uh, we go up backstage and we see Hank Walker being in. Well, he's talking to Charlie Dempsey here. He says he heard what he said about him last week about securities getting wrestling contracts, kind of disparaging it, mm-hmm. and says he knows what Dempsey's gone through and that he's wanted this all his life and has been wrestling all his life and following in his father's footsteps. And he only started when he was twenty-four, but he wants to do anything to try and prove and be treated the same as anyone else and challenges Dempsey to a match. And Dempsey basically says, I'm going to prove myself right and fuck you up. Yeah. I'm going to prove why uh, security guards shouldn't be wrestlers yeah. is what he says. So yeah. Uh, Charlie Dempsey. I think Hank, like Hank plays this every man character very well. Like I thought he sounded pretty natural here in just being like, Hey, I, I respect you. I think you're, yeah. I think you're good, but like, come on, I'm here. I've got, I deserve a shot as much as anyone. Hank Walker dresses like one of the sons uh, from like Home Improvement. Like mm. he just wearing that shirt. 
It is very 90s, isn't it? Uh, Hank Walker kind of referencing William Regal, though. Yes. Mentioning, you know, hey, you know, you come from a wrestling family. Your father is wrestling. Like, I'm not from that. And that's definitely, you know, mentioning William Regal with all right now with st- stuff going on with William Regal possibly yeah. leaving AEW, coming yeah. back. It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably go into it more on Sunday. But For yeah, sure. it, it feels that way. It's interesting. It definitely though. felt like a write-off. Uh, we talked about it on BD Elite last yeah. week. Regal getting kind of knocked out by MJF. It felt like a write-off. It it yeah. does seem like he's probably got an office job waiting for him. He's had his fun. He like got let go. It's like had a bit of fun. Didn't commit to any kind of office role in AEW. Right. And then it's like, come on, do you want your job back? Yeah, I guess. Regal's coming. Yeah. Home. But whether we'll see him as an on-air character as well, like I, I see using him like they did before, especially with his son being there, would be would be interesting. I think referencing him here was done purposely. Yeah. Even if it like this doesn't lead to anything with, you know, Hank or uh, obviously not Hank, but Charlie here, like referencing it finally, they've not really mentioned it. I don't know. I mean, obviously he's been using the regal stretch, but other than yeah, that, they've there not hasn't been, been kind of commentary going like you've had a lot of references over right from the beginning with Bron Breaker yeah. about who his family is. You know, Charlie Dempsey hasn't really it hasn't. had, he's had re- his like, because Timothy Regal Thatcher hasn't been here, has he? And well, yeah. So I mean, exactly. now that I mean, Regal's why back, why would you? Why would you mention Blackpool him? Combat Club? Yeah, let's go. I, I, I think them well, referencing Regal, it. Charlie Dempsey, Drew. We'll Gula. get into it, yeah, yeah, because the next segment there's there's another relation to William Regal, I'd say, but there is a promo before that match. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. you missed him last week. I know I did. I have to apologize because I just couldn't keep up with Mister Scripts. Scripts. <laughs> Um, what the hell did he say? Because he's wearing this goofy mask. He's wear- it was like an orange light. So Scripps is kind of silhouetted. He sat at a table. He's writing with his quill. And uh, he's writing another a poem here. I, I'm sorry. I really didn't catch much of this at all. I couldn't hear what he was saying. So I, like, bless it's, you. It's done but... in rhyme. And to, like, note it live without a rewind option is pretty hard. But, uh Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's reminding us who he is. He's here to rewrite NXT, I guess. His name is Scripts. Man, this is the goofiest gimmick. This was DOA, like it, sliding in real quick to to be worst gimmick character, gimmick costume, whatever you want to call it. Everything. Honestly, so I bad. thought with the debut with that costume, I <laughs> to me that was like shock master level. Yeah, bad. It was, you know. And I wouldn't have been surprised if he came out that week and we never saw him again. And they never referenced Scripts again. They're going with it. It's weird that it started off all these like performance center call-in things, graffiti on the wall and stuff. And now the he's watcher. and now he's William Shakespeare in a in a shitty Lucha mask. His kid made. <laughs> it looks like he like took like a mop with the long mop stuff, like yeah. the shamwows, and like cut it up and put it on his mask. <laughs> It's so funny. I thought I thought we'd just never see him again. I thought Me they too. went, oh, you know what? That was let's, bad. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's let's stop that. But instead, uh, they won't be flipping the script. Instead, he's cutting more Watcher Shakespeare promos that matches nothing of what he... Very odd. Oh, man. Very we should, odd. We I, need DiJack to clean up these scripts. <laughs> <laughs> this was... This is hilarious. And I could not understand what he was saying because... He says, what it means to be who you are holds you back from being a star. And if it's... Everyone everyone likes to know what's seen but never what's heard. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Just stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Just cut Go it. Go find well, the, cut it. the poem. It'll be on www.com probably. HBK, just cut it, yeah, bro. Just exactly. cut it, Get bro. Rid of this one. Sean, just cut it. We go to Charlie Dempsey versus Hank Walker and Booker T. This, this was his match of the night where he's like, I'm going to just go off on one. And he's going off that it's so disrespectful that Hank Walker thinks he can be in the ring with the likes of Charlie Dempsey, these people that have been busting their ass. There was definitely, I sense in Booker's voice, that kind of veteran and then like a Miz walks in to start his career and he's like who the fuck is this guy who's the fuck so this Booker's guy mad a security in? guard got a, exactly. a, a deal Booker is genuinely like kind of pissed he's about. he's definitely playing heel in some he of the stuff yeah. as well right but yeah um until Walker Beals Dempsey and Booker's like all right okay he's got that country strong going on um, Dempsey then does this like running double chop to the wrist of Walker and starts to work that wrist, uh, that wrist applies a Kimura, uh, which Walker manages to scoop slam him off of. The Kimura is very cool though. It looks very nice. It looks great. Uh, there's then a gut wrench suplex from Dempsey and the Kimura lock again. And this is where Drew Gulak comes out Whoa. and stands on the ramp just looking. And Dempsey kind of considers him for a moment and you think he might be a little bit distracted but he manages to go uh, for that. Sorry, and but no, he goes right onto Walker and does this club right to the face. Yeah, he does him. like these like clubs to his cross-face clubs, and I think one of them just connects because Walker looked like he was bleeding yeah. right away from it. Looked great. There's a wrist lock from Dempsey, and then Walker comes back with a quite ugly-looking Luthez press and then goes for the big boot, but Dempsey catches him and dragon screws him and applies the regal stretch, and Walker taps out. Yeah, I mean, regal stretch, uh, great that he's using his papa's move. Yep. It's like the other great little cherry on top there. But Gulak walking out, not not just quite kind of like William Regal at Revolution, because mm. that's how he showed up, but standing out there scouting him, which has definitely been what William Regal has been doing for the past year in yep. the other show. So it is like, okay... But also Gulak, we've not seen in NXT for quite a long time. He's been doing stuff all over WWE. I feel like he hasn't been used properly in, in quite a while. Some but to, uh, 24-7 They'll stuff, pull him out for some it. matches. I remember when Danielson was still there and stuff like that. But instantly caught my attention. I think right away you could go with teaming Dempsey with Gulak. You know, do the whole evolve catch point thing here in NXT hell you could even maybe find a third person who's like super into the wrestling aspect mm. of it again but instantly right away i'm like this is great let's go with that right away brings me attached to this yeah i'd like to i think you can do the match first and i don't think you need to wait too okay. long i think oh, you can have you can have that kind of dempsey's looking for these proper wrestlers to challenge him because dempsey's character is he hates all this kind of 2.0 shit bullshit like the the likes of scripts and and all these gimmicks he wants to face a wrestler so drew gulak who's a fantastic kind of pure wrestler comes yeah. out i think you can go to the match pretty quick and then i'd be totally into like a respect angle between those two and having a bit of a stable going we gotta bring in william regal to manage cool. his kid right yeah, i mean cool. he, he won't be able to use the blackpool combat club uh neither will the other guys anymore i guess but like he will have his own faction managing his own kid and it will be fantastic uh i i can't wait is it me or does charlie dempsey look like pete dunn but also charlie dempsey looks like the guy from the bear yeah he does uh jeremy He's in the uh, Von Erichs. Yeah, he's in the Von Erich movie with MJF and Zac Efron. Yeah. What's his name? Jeremy Kyle? No, no, that's the 
Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy <laughs> Allen White. Right, okay. <laughs> he looks like that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, no, I'm into this. I think Gulak, obviously this isn't, Drew Gulak coming to NXT isn't going to be something that's going to shake the foundation of wrestling to the core and get killer ratings. No, but... But just for, you know you're going to get quality matches. I think uh, I think Dempsey's proved... Like, seeing what Dempsey could do with this much bigger guy was pretty impressive. Uh, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to and just some really good, enjoyable like pro wrestling. Yeah, actual wrestling. And you know what? Charlie Dempsey's showing some some good submission stretches here with Hank. And Hank, Hank I love... facials, and he's got that Pete Dunn attitude. Yeah, he's that mean. Pete Dunn, like, right from an early age, had that scowl. mean, like, scowl on his face. And Dempsey's got that too. It's the it's the chops. It's his, his sideburns. They yeah. go, like, all the way down. That's definitely a look. But uh, I, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing Star written on mm. Charlie Dempsey for sure. We get a video for Zoe Stark. She's kind of walking around at night at this bridge. She's on a train track. Yeah. She says timing is everything and there's no better timing than Iron Survivor because that'll be her time and four other women can't touch her. And she this time isn't going to going in as a friend or a big sister. She's going in as me and it'll take her 25 minutes to change history. Yeah. This thing. Yeah. Another kind of generic thing. I could have, I could have, gotten a bit more heel i mean she just turned heel so i could have a bit more bite yeah i I even got more tweener from this yeah because she's like hey it's i've been in like these tag teams all the time it's time to like prove who i am yeah and anytime you're walking on the train you know they're trying to make her a a heel yeah it definitely i yeah i agree with you felt more tweener here we go to backstage with grayson waller with Mackenzie mitchell and he asks if Mackenzie has missed him and says, we're ending the year with a bang at deadline. And he knows Mackenzie doesn't like his show because she knows that he's a better interviewer than her. And he wants to size all these competitors up tonight in the Grayson Waller effect. And they're already nervous. And everyone is when they feel the Grayson Waller effect. <laughs> Same old thing from Grayson Waller yeah. for me. But so yeah. main event of the evening is going to be Grayson Waller interviewing the other four people in the Iron Survivor match. They should go fishing instead. Yes. <laughs> to promote that match. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Five of them. Or crabbing. <laughs> it's Christmas time with Pretty Deadly. It's Christmas time. <laughs> and so you've got uh, Pretty Deadly, Kit Wilson and Elton Prince. They're, the ring is decked out in Christmas decorations. They're sat arm in arm, side by side in a in a Christmas chair. I love the visual here. These guys they look like elves. Oh man. They're it's great. Yeah. One of them's dressed in like a Santa outfit. One's in like a more elf costume. They've got the classic Santa like uh chair that you see at malls everywhere. Yeah. The whole ring is decked out in Christmas. It looked, it got a huge pop when I saw them dressed like this for sure. Uh, yeah. They do a retelling of the night before Christmas with one person doing the line, the other person doing the rhyme. Uh, I love, one of them sits I always forget which one is which and then when they're wearing like hats and stuff I yeah. can't even see what hair color is which so uh, Elton and Prince Elton Prince and Kit Wilson pretty deadly blonde pretty deadly yeah brunette, brunette. <laughs> uh, one of them sits on the other as if like sitting yeah. on Santa's lap which again got a big pop from me they say was the night before Christmas and all over the house uh, not a creature was stirring not even a mouse and it was so exciting that the devilish handsome boys couldn't go to bed and they say that their sacks overflowed and with lots of gifts. Yeah. Uh, they make a lot of innuendos. Very, very, a lot of innuendos. <laughs> they, you will all fall to your knees and worship the tag champs. And we're patiently waiting for us to tell you all that it's not soccer. 
It's football. football. <laughs> and no one has matched him blow for blow in the ring. And we begged Santa and put it in a letter that no one knows them better. They're going on and on. Uh, it was okay. Uh, they say that 22 will end as 2023 is, will be pretty deadly's year again. Yeah, I, I love these guys. And I definitely love their promos and their whole characters more so than mostly their wrestling matches, which I haven't really seen anything that's definitely gotten too much of my attention. But this does because the way they look and mm. stuff. I felt like they were losing it. Like they, they had the it, beginning. It felt like they, they, I don't know if one of the pages got stuck together because one just went like, wow. Was yeah, like, that was weird. It was. It, it felt like it was. It was losing where it was. It definitely lost the crowd here. But at home, us watching, we we're like, okay, well, it was starting good because you were trying to rhyme everything, but it was kind of going a little off. Uh, but yeah, I didn't think. I didn't think the rhymes were that great. Um, I think they could have. I think instead of they've they've had they've had a couple of th- their last segment like this in the ring. What was it they did? Yeah, the the. State of the nation or the the Queen's thing address, yeah, yeah, didn't particularly land. I didn't think this particularly landed here. I think they're very funny. I'm with you. I think the the outfits are a brilliant. Hilarious, that, yeah. That pre tape vignette they did with them, how they spend their day, was fantastic. This I I thought didn't feel quite as polished, and yeah, and I thought the lines could have been a lot better. Yeah, what they were trying to say didn't necessarily hit. the lines didn't hit as what as well. They all they needed to come out was ce- just have a celebrate Christmas celebration and mm-hmm. say no one because basically the end of the promo is saying we're the champs and there's not a team to face. There's no one to face. We've beaten everyone, yeah. so there's no one who could face us. I mean, who could face us? Who? Who? The new day come out. It's a new day. Yeah, big surprise here. Yeah, th- we were shocked. The crowd were shocked. Everyone shook. This is probably the this is the biggest like since since they started having the main roster people coming down. This yeah. is the biggest act, really, isn't it? Yeah, Co- come down. Kofi and Xavier Woods. Yeah, which they've definitely been. I mean, Xavier Woods coming through NXT, but Kofi uh, has. Kofi feeling, was a bit before NXT. Yeah, he was he? FCW and stuff, yeah. so I don't think he was there. So uh, they say that that was a fantastic story. Big reaction from this crowd with New Day rocks. But he says, the story we want to hear is who you are defending them against at deadline. Ooh. And they say they've beaten everyone but the year, the new day. They give a yes boy of their own. I love how Kofi says, yes, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they ask them to put the titles on the line on Saturday. And then they beat up pretty deadly. They're smacking them with the presents and crash like these big gifts on their heads. And then super, super kick. kick them yeah. in tandem. Uh, I like how they did the, we'll become the new W, W. And I was like, wait, did he, did he mean to say that? And then he went, NXT, NXT. <laughs> champions. Uh, and then afterwards, they posed with the title belts. Uh, a great visual of the New Day holding the NXT tag titles. As Booker T was just furious. He was like, what's going on here? Yeah, I, I kind of hope. This could be just a short one and done thing to put a start. Nah, strap them, lads. Well, I kind of think they are, are so, so stale now on yeah. the main roster. They've had these same characters for years. There's been no, like, real evolution. Like, Kofi, since losing it, there was nothing. Same with Big E after he lost. There wasn't really much redemption story. Obviously, he's out now and injured. They've told the the story now with the Usos of going to, to break their reign as longest champions there's nothing really going on for them on the main roster yeah. right now so why not 
have them be like, hey, lads, do you want to make good money and stay at home for a bit in Florida or whatever? Yeah, I wouldn't mind strapping them. I I think so, yeah. You could move pretty deadly up even, have some fresh matches, have New Day and Creed's down the line. Do it just for a couple of months and then please like move them up and refreshen them, whether it's going up as heels or something. But the thing is, these guys have just been on TV for years now. They still we get, love them. Yeah, like, yeah. The New Day are great. They're, they're like a top act. But there needs to be some change with them and maybe just have them have some fun in NXT and then reinvent them a little bit. On when the Big E roster. comes back, they'll Would definitely a have idea. a good three-man power trip for sure. Like they'll definitely get a bigger push when Big E and hopefully he, you know, he rests yeah. up and all that. But uh, like, I think bring them in here. I, I feel like we're, we're getting too into this and it's totally them losing to pretty One deadly done. and that's yeah. it. But how, how great would it be to kind of refresh some things here? You could have them defend against uh, Briggs and Jensen, M- Malik and Idris. You could have them defend against, you know, uh, a bunch of other NXT makeshift tag Dyad. teams. Just a bunch of teams. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Grizzled Young Vets. Perfect. Yeah. That's another great match. And then eventually give the titles back to the Creeds, I think would be the great story arc here yeah. for NXT. But honestly, you're right. They're not doing anything on the main roster unless it's time to face the Usos again. Like, it's, they're not doing anything like, right now. Yeah. Unless, like, they're more interesting at this point having a singles run, really, aren't they? Kofi. Both yeah. Of them. They you don't need squashed to split that. them up, but, like, give them both singles yeah. run. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, this I, has been added. I don't know what's going on. But it's it's I'm, added, I'm yeah. into this. This, sh- this could be fun. Yeah, and I could. imagine the the outfits from both teams will be yeah. outrageous. Yeah, it will be. Did you see New Day um, at some house shows have been wearing the green and white yes. outfit? Rest in peace, Tommy yeah. Oliver. JDF. Apparently they were actually kind of boys, weren't they? Of course. I mean, JDF, uh, Xavier Woods, they went back. Xavier Woods doing the Power Ranger gimmick all the way mm. back from NXT. We were talking about him in Was Next shows. But... Uh, they also like think about like different comic cons and all this stuff, yep. crossing paths and stuff. Uh, JDF was totally open to doing stuff with fans, and, and I he was dipping his toes into wrestling as well. But yeah, that's pretty cool. That those outfits are awesome. The ones, yeah, the Power yeah, Ranger ones. Cool. Yeah. We see Isla Dawn. She's a witch. She's a witch. Round of She's fire a or a cauldron or something. <laughs> She's a witch. She's a witch. She's laughing and <laughs> says, "Alba Fire, I hope you're watching." And then she blows out a candle. You know what that signifies? She's going to put out the fire. The fire. So that match is Saturday, but Alba's got a match now with Yes. Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell approaches Javier Bernal backstage and questions him, why, why have you been looking over your shoulder? Are you scared of Veer and Sanger? And he says, that's very insensitive, Mackenzie. I've actually got a twitch and says that she's scared, actually. And Mackenzie goes to ask another question and is like, you know what? Never mind. And Javi says, well, that's what Sanger and Veer have said when they saw me. They're actually scared of me. They said, never mind. Mackenzie completely disagrees when Ikemen Jiro walks past. past. So Mackenzie asks him what he thinks about Javier Bernal. And he first gives a look like, I have no idea who this guy is. Who? And Javi goes, big body Javi. And Jiro goes, big body Chicken. Ah. Oh, <laughs> that Jiro. Yeah, big body. Rodney chicken. Dangerfield over there. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, remember jacket time. Jacket time. Yeah, never forget. Jiro's Kashida's thriving. Yeah, glad glad to see Kashida made the right decision leaving, and Jiro's still doing this. But well, yeah, remember jacket time. Yeah, I'll never forget. But yeah, I just I assume teasing a Javi versus Jiro, Jiro match. I guess so. 
I'm enjoying these Mackenzie and Javi encounters. I like how so. she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to take your shit. I'm not taking your I'll shit. I'll take everyone else's. I've been here longer than you. Pipe down. <laughs> also, like, you're, look at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not a wrestler. You're not con- compared to some of the other guys here. Like, I wouldn't be scared of you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. She's funny. We go to Isla Dawn versus Thea Hale. And Dawn is just killing Hale for a lot of the beginning of this match. Throwing her around. And we see Duke Hudson, Andre Chase at ringside looking very concerned. Uh, Isla applies this neck crank submission, but Thea starts to fight out of it and fires back. Hits a fisherman suplex, which looked pretty nice. And then did this spot where she runs the rope and does the warrior shake. The Batista. And very funny. And then does a springboard back senton, which I thought looked pretty cool, actually. Kind of like the coffin drop. Yeah, I thought it looked really good. And fun spot with the... The, the ropes. ropes, I thought, was great. Uh, but Dawn comes back with a roundhouse kick and then stares down at Chase U as she hits the final cut, but she isn't done. She picks up Hale again, stares at Chase U, and does the final cut again for yeah. the win. Yeah, wow. So uh, she's a witch. She's a witch. Uh, yeah, there was some cool back and forth, but really it was just to get to give Isla her win. We haven't seen much of Thea actually wrestle on NXT, and I, I thought this was her best showing, actually. Yeah. But just a, a big win to build up Isla. Uh, after the match, smoke appears. Where there's smoke? There's fire. Yeah. Alba fire. Alba fire shows up <laughs> and attacks Isla Dawn, and they get the big pull apart with all the refs separating them. Uh, As Vic Joseph. Hangman, this was not. Yeah. Vic Joseph saying, there's going to be bib- the biblical wrath. <laughs> A biblical wrath could be coming to NXT. This and, Saturday. Uh, Isla Dawn hits the poison mist, but gets one of the poor referees. Oh, yeah. it's witch mist. Ugh. The poison witch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this just made me pull up uh, Monty Python. She's a witch clips during the break. She's I was like, witch. she's a witch. <laughs> uh, she is. A, she makes a good witch, though. And you know what? Both of them come coming from NXT UK. These two, if you follow them, they they can wrestle. So actually, taking aside I think the, the match should be good. Yeah, take aside good. all the kind of ridiculous stuff that we've kind of been seeing with the characters and so forth. I think the wrestling could be pretty good. So I'm I'm willing to give them a chance. I think it's. Um, I find this. Uh, Alba Fire character. So I feel every feud is just her appearing and attacking, swinging yeah. her bat. I feel that's been her feud for forever. She thinks she's Sting now, and it's I need it's fire. I need a bit more from her. Put her on the main roster. I need some like actual, uh, like I need to know who she is more rather than just. Dude, this she's fire. told us she's no, from the ancestors of fire, like, of just Ireland, like modern Scotland. day, like who are because all she does is swings this bat around. Yeah. Um, I can't say I'm into this feud, she, but I think the match could be okay. She's going to tell us about her ancestors in Scotland and the fire breathers and fire worshippers. Well, now we get Lyra talking about crows. Who? <laughs> oh, yeah. Lyra Valkyria. Uh, That's not a name. Lyra Valkyria. Uh, she says that the Morrigan used to turn into crows and they <laughs> they would take a feather from each battle and there's a point where they've got to stop stalking their prey and actually take it and she's going to take it next week as she makes her nxt debut it's very like like we mentioned last week or the week before xena the warrior princess uh but i swear she's wearing her ring gear as she's like running through the forest yeah wearing a kick pads doing jumps the morrigan 
Uh, I've, it's kind of a lame first like shot of a character, but hey, maybe she could be pretty good. So it, sure, it's, let's see. it's again. There's just so many of these characters yeah. that you you've literally just come from Fire Girl and the Witch, and now you're talking about how you used to be a crow. <laughs> it's it's interesting. I watch. Um, I work at CH in, in Toronto, Hamilton, and we air Women of Wrestling and uh, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. on CH. And I feel like it's very Women of Wrestling. Wow, does this? It's like okay, here's this crazy character and here's a vignette for the character it's very what nxt 2.0 was like everyone's got a side career everyone's going to explain their story and their like ancestors and their grandma and what is special to them here it's she has feathers on her gear and uh every feather is different and all this stuff and i get it i i they're trying out all these characters yeah. to see what ones actually just do feels stick like and which ones feel a bit more natural and you can move them up and they can they can work yeah. it's just Sometimes it's a lot. There's a lot of them. Yeah, it's a bit out there. But, but... I didn't watch a whole lot of NXT UK, so I, I can't say I've seen. I've not seen of, much of her. This so is no. Eva Valkyrie, right? Eva Valkyrie. Okay. So, um, but yeah, let's see. Lyra Valkyria. Interesting. Is it Lyra or Lyra? Oh, Lyra sure. Valkyria. She reminds me of Princess Ozzy on, on WoW. That's why I brought that up. All right. We go to Roxanne Perez's video package, and she says, "As long as she." Ha- as long as she remembers, she has dreamt about this, but now she needs to actually live it. And she knows she can take Mandy Rose. She got screwed last time, and now I need to get her. But how do I prepare for a match that is brand new? If I go in second, I should put myself in the... Uh, if she go, Sorry, she goes, if I enter like anything but first, she might as well put herself in the penalty box and never come out. The only person stopping me is the person I'm looking at. And it pans out and she's looking in the mirror, talking to the mirror. Yeah. She she sees the woman in the mirror. She's willing to make a change. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she's she's going for her, living her dream. Yeah, I didn't like a lot of these ones. I thought they were not as well thought out. I felt everyone was pretty cookie cutter for the for the, the character. I was expecting some heat. Like, oh, this is a first time match. It's my opportunity to be champion. Why are we not kind of... They're all, again, very, very heavily character based, but not... Yeah. Um, I think what we get from Indy later is the most real one of all of them. I agree. Which has made me completely change from thinking it could be Roxanne Perez's match to leaning. Okay, they could be they yeah. could be heating up Indy here. I think so too. Um, but yeah, this one didn't didn't really connect with me. We've we've heard this story. We know she's young. She's always wanted to be a wrestler. Play video games. Yeah. It's yeah. it's. I'd like a bit more now. Um, and then they start. Explaining about the Iron Survivor match, and I hear Braden say, I still don't know the rules to this. And then I hear Shawn Michaels go, Well, if you lose a ball, you get put in a penalty box. (laughs) Just explain these rules again. Uh, We'll see what happens Sunday. I I don't think it's as complicated as it it sounds. It's just any time when you've got to have a man sit down and (laughs) just explain. (laughs) It's like Christmas time's coming up. We always get that new board game at Christmas, and someone has the poor job of reading the rules to everyone and you see and i know Braden, you're the first one to switch off when someone's doing that <laughs> i just did right now <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that isn't it it's like right here are the rules of the games kids you're like oh I, i'm not listening i'm gonna have to do that with my stardew valley board game yeah hey she might be listening <laughs> oh no i had uh, i had my jingle all the way moment of two months ago my girlfriend being like look i want this board game for christmas it's all i want you don't have to get me shoes or anything. Just get me this board game. I went, yeah, okay. She said, it'll it'll uh, disappear. Like it's it's a hot 
commodity, Stardew Valley board game. People apparently it's, it's a hot product. I went, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Back order, whatever. Pre order, yeah, whatever. I go to look the other day. It's online. I'm like, okay, there's a few stores that have it. Okay, cool. I go to order it today. That that's not so much the case now. Everywhere else selling it for a lot higher hey. prices. So I had to. Uh, had to basically chase down a mailman. There's bombs exploding. There's a whole lot of things, but I got the board game. Nice. And that'll be me trying to learn all the rules for it. I definitely won't be able to. Although I, we had a games night playing Monopoly, and I was forced into playing, and then I ended up winning. So mm. I was like Donald Trump. Yeah. It's taken over. Taken over. Nice. Um, I forgot to talk about Briggs and Jensen versus Idris and Ofe and Malik Blade. Oh, yeah. Skipped right over it. And yeah. this was quite a fun match, actually. Well, we had the, the Kyria, sorry, Kiana James promo. They made their entrance, and then it kind of, the storylines kind of weave in there. Oh, yes. I skipped Kiana James as well. How could you, uh, of all the segments, skip probably the best one? So Kiana's in the office talking to Jean. It's and- G, and it's G. She's back. She's on TV. She's on TV. Our oh, Jean. Uh, she says... If you can't spot the lamb on the table, then you're the lamb. And I see four lambs and they're going to the slaughter. And she says, Iron Survivor is a match that uh, needs strategy. And I know all about strategy. And I will send everyone to the penalty box and watch as the clock ticks down. And she asks Jean if she's bought sodas and stuff for the party. I like that new soda water. Did you get that one? And she's like, yes, I got she's it. Like, of course. I got, I got your soda water. And then hands her an envelope with the kind of Briggs and Jensen logo on the front and says she's going to like take care of business, take care of business, turn shit into gold. And then the phone rings. She's like, hello, Kiana talking. She goes, uh, no, I can't do Saturday. I have deadline on Saturday. Whoa. So, yeah. Kiana so wait, James. so G is her like assistant secretary, but Kiana answers her own phone. Well, she'd already given the envelope to... Go to take Jean care of this. Gene. <laughs> mean G. G's uh, been very supportive of uh, Brazil and the World Cup on her Instagram. Did you see them yesterday? Yeah. They absolutely destroyed. Uh, was that? No, was that today? Wait, that was yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Go Brazil, I guess. No. No, go Portugal. Go England. Go Canada. Portugal won today. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. We're, we're going to go. Swiss. Force of beat Portugal. Cesaro. We beat Cesaro. It's. Game time. Portugal's taken it. I wanted Japan to win. I was getting into Japan. They had a great tournament. Yeah. They were fun. Canada had a great tournament. Uh, The game today, Morocco and Spain. That was good. Yeah. Um, Yes, Spain are out. What's what's England's next game? France. What's Portugal's next game? Uh, How are we looking here? Portugal will be... They're facing Morocco, I think. I just want Portugal to face England now. That's the ultimate... uh, can it happen? Uh, I'll have to look at the brackets. Right, we don't need to do yeah. that now, but definitely. But uh, England, France, that's that's going to be tough. Yeah. 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 Go World Cup. Go, Go World Go Cup. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I have it? been too. We uh, go to Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen taking on Idris Anofe and Malik Blade. And Malik and Anofe are kind of pissed at Briggs and Jensen and charge them right away. Yeah, a lot of fired up uh, actions here. Brooks hits his like swinging face buster on Malik. And then uh, sl- they do the slide through the ropes, double punch to Blade in the ropes. Uh, Jensen's flow is starting to look really nice. His mullet. Oh, yeah. His curly, curly mullet going on. Looks very good. Very. I love his, uh, what is it, business in the front, party in the back? Yeah. It's what he's got going on. Yeah, he's good, got it going. good mullet here. 
This is where Jean comes out and pulls out the envelope and puts it in Jensen's jacket at ringside. Uh, there's then this crazy moonsault to the outside from Malik where he completely overshoots Briggs and Briggs luckily kind of steps back and, and saves him here. Looked looked spectacular, like the height he got, but this was close, this one. Yeah, uh, Briggs, you know, is a vet and I think he saw that he needed to move to in order to help him out, but it still ended up looking awesome. It looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. But could have gone very yeah, wrong. Definitely. There's then a V trigger from Anofi in the ropes uh, to uh, Brooks and then follows up with an elbow drop for a two count. And this is where Von Wagner runs out and Od- Odyssey Jones attacks him. Uh, Jensen then hits this really sweet rolling spinning heel kick. Yeah, very uh, beauty shot, Tyler Breeze or Owen Hart. But Idris sells it like he got hit by like a bazooka to the face. He does like the landing on the head, the spinning around and everything. Oh, man. And then they hit the high-low clothesline uh, on, I think it was Malik here. Yeah, maybe Idris. Idris, Yeah, uh, to win the match. Briggs and Jensen winning in what I thought was a pretty fun match. And look, Brooks was... Distracted by G, but still got the the match won. So yes. he's getting better. He's not yep. just distracted now. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But what do you think's the letter from G? Mm. Do you think Keanu James is trying to take away Brooks and Briggs and Jensen from the bar and Henley? I I think I think Keanu James knows that Briggs is sorry Jensen is the the weak link. They know he's he's attracted to them. They've heard him say, like, oh, I'd do anything for them. Right. So they know if they can get to Jensen that everything could could topple mm, them. Interesting. Um, but no, I, I actually I quite enjoyed this match. I liked how uh, Briggs and Jensen got a kind of meaner streak, streak towards the end when they isolated, I think it was Idris. I, I thought the finish looked really nice. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're improving every week. And I think Malik and Nanofe are a lot of fun too. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be talking all about... The year that was and, uh, you know, likely unlikely for the 2023. Uh, but I think it's a sure shot to say that Malik and Idris should be tag champs by next year. Well, I think yeah, they should I be. Think they I think they've been killing it here. And yeah. you know what? Briggs, Briggs and Jensen also have been stepping up and actually putting on some pretty sweet matches. Uh, but both teams kind of putting a little banger here. I liked it. Yeah. But Malik and Idris, definitely some... The, they they were different today because they weren't bad guys, but they came in fired up. But both teams had a yeah. bit of a, an edge. Yeah, way week, more edge than nice. just the like the vest wearing. Maybe the vest thing is done. Uh, but like I liked it. I liked this the kind of evolution of their characters. Um, and just to let you know, England and Portugal could potentially face in the semi final. Wow, big one for some Portugal. Um, well, this continues where we see uh, Fallon Henley backstage preparing for her match when uh, Jensen opens the envelope and says he's been given by Kiana James VIP tickets. Kiana's invited him to deadline. And this made me realize, wait, so if you're not booked, are NXT, NXT stars have to buy tickets? No. What's the VIP ticket? Yeah, it's weird that they, they did that because it would make you go, wait, what? Why, what? So wait, he's just not going to be there? I mean, he's not booked, so... He's normally just hanging around backstage. They're watching it on the TV, having beers. Also, you're telling me that G has more pull than Brooks and Jensen? They've been here way before, longer than G. Gene. <laughs> Maybe Kiana owns 
some of the PC. stocks and she owns everyone. She's yeah. a businesswoman. Yeah. She's a businesswoman. Yeah. Kind of weird. Things. I thought it would be like two tickets to a show with G. I don't know. Something to like to take him away. Some, yeah. Yeah. It, Solo it's just like out. doing two deadline. It's like, uh. so we're going to see a segment with him. I assume there. I assume so. Yeah. With G. So we're seeing G on deadline. Maybe. Maybe. All right. The pay-per-view buys mm. through the roof. If you through promote the roof. Gene. We go to our main event match of the evening, and this is the three-way women's match, the wild card for the Iron Survivor. Um, and we see Toxic Attraction in the Toxic Lounge. They're watching on. As Booker T asks Vic, yo, dog, how do I get a t- invitation to the Toxic Lounge? And Vic says, ask Wade Barrett. Yes. <laughs> it's Indy Hartwell taking on Wendy Chu and Fallon Henley. Uh, Indy tries to pin both at the same time. Chu gets rolled up but kicked off, uh, which knocks Indy off the apron. Uh, there's then a great looking kick from Wendy in the corner, followed by the sleepy elbow, but Fallon moves out of the way. There's then a big boot from Indy as we go to commercial. Uh, after the break, Fallon is starting to fire up and is hitting elbows to both in the corner and then does Jensen's face buster, like the swinging face buster, but Chu breaks up the pin. Hits this really nice over-the-head belly-to-belly suplex. And then Indy catches her with a spine buster, but Fallon breaks that up. There's then a Tower of Doom spot with Wendy at the bottom. And then Wendy starts to get frustrated as she's going for pins, but both keep kicking out. And she then hits her top rope, like inside-out splash, like top rope Vader bomb. Vader bomb, yeah. And then Indy runs in, throws Wendy out of the ring, and then hits her elbow to the back kind of like the bull hammer yeah to the back of the head and pins fallon henley indy hartwell is going to deadline wild card mm. wild card uh yeah a pretty good match consider like all three of these women i think are great wrestlers i know wendy chu has this sleepy gimmick it doesn't do any justice that she's literally wrestling in pajamas in this match i I thought we were moving to more yeah. gear stuff but that's just a no- like i love her theme song the sleepy trap hip-hop beat i love it i love that she's become this character i just think again doing the sleepy elbows and things there's different things you could do to make this get way bigger reactions and stuff but uh the wrestling is is there for me wendy chu is awesome wrestler overhead belly to bellies uh the vader bomb looked sweet as well same with fallon henley she's definitely no slouch she's I think she's great. She's I probably really showing like her, yeah. Brooks uh, a, a thing or two. Honestly, she is, she's fantastic. And the spot where Indy hit the spine buster, I thought that was it. And then it, the match continued because she broke it up and then it continued. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Indy kind of not stealing the win, but at the same time, she nails. She doesn't just take the pin from Wendy's move. She nails Fallon with that bull hammer. So. It, it's been interesting, this Indy character, because she's the kind of finish here definitely felt like that fit like heel ending as one hits this finisher and you throw him out her character over the last few weeks has felt kind of heelish but then last week they were building her up as this this girl that the crowd just get behind that is i i think they i think it's their way of building her as a baby face as they're just going she is so determined now she's had enough of being a background player and she wants to seize it it makes her the most real character in this match i think yeah and she cuts a great promo a bit later that we'll get to but uh i was happy to see indy win and i thought this was a pretty fun match especially the kind of closing stretch i i would have been happy with all, any of these three but it makes sense with the story with indy and we've been saying for weeks now if not months like what what are they doing with indy yeah. with everything with the way leaving dexter 
doing his stuff with the Miz, like and he's just chilling here, and they're they they were wasting her away. So it is good to see that they're doing that. And then when we come back from break, they do the segment. Yeah. So Indy goes into the Toxic Lounge. She interrupts their promo. Yeah. And says, um, Mandy's going on saying, oh, I'm so good. They have to have five women fight to see who can face me. And at the end of the day, it's going to be me. Um, sorry, that's when Indy comes in and says, doesn't let Mandy talk at all. Says, it's going to be me. I'm going to be the one to win the Iron Survivor. I'm going to be the one to beat you. I'm taking it. Saturday is my day. And for months, people have been wondering who's going to be the one to take me. It's going to be me. Sit down front row or on Peacock. But as soon as that 25-minute clock stops ticking down, it will start counting down to my championship reign. Uh, I thought it was the best indies ever sounded. Yeah. This is no kind of silly, but fun, but silly Dexter Loomis story or anything. This was just, you know, a wrestler wanting to win a wrestling match. And I thought she sounded great. Yeah, she sounded fantastic. It's way better that she's this more down to character. Again, having an edge in wrestling makes sense. It doesn't mean that you're not a, you're not a bad person if you're like, I want to win this match and beat you. No, that's what you're, you're here to do. So it makes way more sense. And she is good in this role. And I, I feel like the odds now of me thinking Roxanne was the one, I, it could be indeed with this, the whole story, then the way things are going, it, it kind of does make sense as well. Yeah. Uh, they announced the pre-show for Deadline, which has uh, a familiar face. One of our friends there that we did a show with recently, Denise. Yeah, she's going to be on the pre-show with, was it? Sam. Sam and Mackenzie. Is it th- those three? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, Denise yeah. Salcedo. Check out our uh, 2.0 year in review show with yeah, Solomon Monster. A couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. great chat with them. No, she is a legend. She's doing so well. Yeah, she's killing it, man. Definitely go check that out. Uh, well, we'll be watching, obviously. But they did not announce any matches for the pre-show, at least. Uh, I they tend not to on NXT. I, okay. They, they've done... They did one for Stand and Deliver. Oh, right. That's right. Okay, but yeah. they don't tend to, I don't think. Cool. We go to our main event segment. It's the Grayson Waller effect. And Waller is saying, because this is a first-time ever match, and he's going to win the first one, and you never forget your first time apart from that fat bloke front row who's never had a first time and you see mcdonough and carmelo laughing at this the hills kind of laugh along with the hills <laughs> that man and knows. they're all in hawaiian shirts both uh jd mellow and Walla. in with the palm trees i was like the guys it's december now Okay, I mean, you're not wearing a, a button-up shirt now. You're wearing a Christmas hoodie or something. But I will say, you're an expert at, at the button-up shirts as well. Uh, but Waller got waxed by the other two, and he's supposed to be the guy who wears the best shirts. Mello had the best. Mello had the best, but JD's definitely slayed yeah. Waller's here, just for This, for this was score. quite an understated Grayson Waller shirt this week. Compared to yeah. some of his others. He was outshined. He, he even makes a joke like Mello stealing my gimmick by wearing fly nice fancy shirt. shirts. And it's like, yeah, look at his shirt. He looks he look amazing. <laughs> That's the stable we need. We'll get Ethan Page. Ethan in there Page as well. leading it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hangman wears different shirts, but Hangman wears some nice shirts. Yeah, Hangman will lead the the butterfly jeans club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but fancy shirts and wrestling I mean the rock obviously would be yeah. Oh Ricky Starks. Ricky yeah, Starks. Fun. Yeah. But as as for WWE, like Waller has been wearing the, the, the fly shirts, but Mello just clean in house yeah. with this this fit. He had the here. matching shorts. Yeah, so that's the like that's the, the fit though. Like that's it. Mello Poison Rana shorts coming next summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we're working on some interesting interesting gear ourselves, so can't wait. But I'll say Mello 
standing out here, you had a bunch of like geeks and the star Carmelo Hayes is how, what I got from this. Cause Waller just roasts everybody. Yeah. Which doesn't help, but yeah. Yeah. And I'm just sat here wishing it was still summer looking at them all. I'm like, Oh man, I, I don't. Wait and I'll say it again. I wish they were all fishing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, yeah, as you said, Wallace starts to run down everyone. He says, Axiom's the only one brave enough to rock a turtleneck in 2022. Um, Gacy is a sociopath turned to a psychopath. He calls JD a garden gnome because of the size of his head. And says, Carmelo Hayes, the A champion, but is actually more recently a loser. Ooh. Mello fights back at him and, Mello, and Wallace says, oh, he's also a asshole. Which isn't grammatically correct. <laughs> a asshole. Yeah. He's an asshole. An ass. He's an asshole. <laughs> or d- uh, he might have said an a asshole, perhaps. Right. My notes. Uh, Grayson says he's the only one who knows how to be a survivor because he was on the survivor. And this is where Mello says, Walla, we don't care about some show where you're running around naked on a beach no one watched. Like on this show no one watched. <laughs> Mello just got on the mic and murdered him, I thought. He's like, we, we got US Survive. We ain't watching Aussie, yeah, no one, Aussie Survive. I don't even... No even, one knows who you are. <laughs> I feel like everyday Australians are living Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mello kind of points out that he's the only one that every one of that panel picked. They were like, it's got to be Mello. He says, I am still the A champion and I am here. JD says, wait, hang on. You lost the championship twice. And you lost both those matches in a five-man match. And obviously, this is a five-man match as Whoa. well. So it says, you're at the disadvantage here. Uh, Mello says it doesn't matter if he enters first, second, third, or fourth. He will have the same juice, whatever. And JD says that Mello's been protected since he's come here. And you're going to wake up in a lion's den. And you won't be smiling when the lactic acid builds up. And you're struggling for air. And McDonough says that he has a bigger gas tank than everyone. And Mello jokes that Waller couldn't last 25 minutes. Ho, ho, ho. Um, it's one of the things that they keep on making out like it's this epic. 25 minutes, they're going a long distance. We see 25-minute matches all the time. All the time. And some of these guys are only going to be in there for 10 minutes. So. Some of them are going to be in the... What is it, box? In the penalty box. Penalty box. So, yeah, it's not like this is an hour-long yeah. Iron Man match where, oh, I can go the distance, I can go an hour. It feels weird. I 25 can go minutes. The I can distance. Do it. Um, Gacy says he's capable of speaking as a group, as individuals are selfish. And uh, so far, it's been waves in a kiddie. He says waves in a kiddie pool move differently than waves in the ocean, and he will act differently. And Axiom agrees with Joe and says everyone will act difficult, uh, differently, but he has the ability to adapt. Uh, the ability to adapt is the ability to evolve, and he knows how to evolve. Uh, the heels all call him a nerd, and Axiom <laughs> says he actually wants to enter in first or second, as it gives him the most time to get mo- multiple falls. Gacy says, yeah, but if you come in first, you can lose more and be in the penalty box more. And Axiom goes, well, I want JD in the ring first, so I have the most time with him to get my revenge. And JD tells him not to worry about the penalty box, worry more about the hospital. He will put him in after. Uh, Gacy wants the fourth spot so he can take advantage of everyone uh, once they've 
gone in the penalty box for 90 seconds and all your dreams fade away. <laughs> the schism tree will grow taller and roots stronger. For roots. And then uh, they're all kind of yeah, shouting over each other. <laughs> Fuck. Waller questions, you never know who will be the first one to strike. He strikes and then dips out of the ring as the other four are fighting. And there's a great looking uh, tope suicida from Axiom. And then Waller fo- follows up with the tope con Hilo as they're all brawling on the outside to close the show. Yeah, again, not a segment I would particularly say gets me excited for a match, let alone not a weekly TV match, like a Saturday night premium live event. I feel like it was just really cold. All five guys out there, and you're letting Waller lead the charge. All these guys are bad guys, and then you have Axiom, who does oddly... I don't like his mask, but I did think it goes very very nice and makes me laugh when he's in with the, the turtleneck. Yeah. Uh, I I just thought this was so weird and didn't get me excited for this match at all. And I think that was the pattern with every match set up, except the New Day just randomly now mm. being a- a- advertised. I, I was already going into this the past few weeks. I've been saying like, oh, this, this show feels really cold. I just don't care. I'm not interested in most of these matches. This week definitely like put a stamp on how I feel about that. I, this is just so bizarre that... They're just standing out there like it's a talk what, show. I mean, what I found here was they were they were really trying to get these rules over to us. And I think they're trying to get us to understand, like, what could happen. It, it just felt, as I said, I think once we watch this thing, this Iron Survivor, it'll make sense. And it won't be as complicated as it sounds. And I think that they're, they're really going out of their way to try and get us to understand what it is with them going, well, I'm going to go in first so I can get more falls. Oh, but if I go in last, you'll all be beaten up and I can take advantage. I get they're trying to get us to understand that. And the end of, end of the day, just have us watch the match and be like, oh, that's how it works. Yeah. Because what you want at the end of the day is a heated feud to build to a match. And this this isn't that at all. No. Um, it, and definitely not a, like a closing segment. I it felt do. like when you when I watched Trump and Biden like just talking back and forth at a debate, like they're all just standing there at their podium, like arguing. And I'm like, none of the things you're saying make me excited about this like, match. I'm remembering back to Elimination Chamber when when that was first announced, and no one knew what it was going in. You saw some designs of like blueprints of what it would yeah. look like, but you. I remember them saying it's six men, and it's going to be a mix of. Like Survivor Series, Hell in a Cell, and War Games, or something like that. And you're like, okay, but how does it work? But then you had, you didn't really care because you had those feuds going into it. You had the, you know, Triple H and Sean story. You had uh, everyone feuding. Everyone was feuding with everyone. So it was like, I don't know what this match is, but it's those six in a ring, and it's going to be great. Like these are five, like five great wrestlers here. So I'm sure the match is going to be entertaining. I think they're going out of their way to try and make us understand what these rules are. And it's to the detriment of the actual story. I mean, you kind of, how I feel about it is it's the Iron Survivor match, meaning AKA we get NXT. We can't afford the elimination chamber mm. here. So we're just going to do it without the elimination chamber and a penalty box. I'm, I'm not even like bothered by the explaining of the thing. I just thought this was so lousy and expecting this to be like a, a big pay-per-view. I, I, I 
I'm not excited for this pay per view. All five. I'm sure this will be the match of the night. The five yeah. way with these guys simply because look at this: Carmelo, Waller, Waller, uh, JD. I like Waller. I th- I think he's good. Axiom. Like I do think the wrestling will be really good in this match. Hey, Gacy can wrestle too. I do think the wrestling will be good in this match, and I do think Melo will is the only standout one that stands out as an actual actual contender to face Braun and take it from him. And I think that's the story they're going to push. They're going to push that he hasn't won in any of these five-man matches. Yeah. So he is going to win this, and he will be the the big challenger for Braun down the line. Yeah. I think. But, I, I don't see any of these. We've had JD McDonough and Gacy feud with Braun. Axiom, like another like face versus face thing. Axiom just doesn't feel... I like Axiom. Doesn't feel hot enough yet. No. Waller, I don't think is, like, I don't think that's a big match. I, I think it's got to be... I do Carmelo Hayes Mello. versus Braun at New Year's Evil, and I had Braun show up in the Rumble. Okay. And move him up at this yep. time. Uh, yeah, for a go-home show, it it did not get me heated for any of these no. matches, unfortunately. The only thing I'm relatively excited about is this five-way, because the wrestling will be good, and I know it will be Melo... Uh, winning this thing. It just makes so much sense. And I'm, I can't wait to see that match between Braun and Mello. But as for trying to ignite the, the fire behind of why these guys are fighting and, and all that stuff is, I mean, obviously, why is they're going to win a title match? But like them talking over each other in that, that final segment was not very good. And then let alone that match, but to set up the world title match that you're supposed to be getting, caring about is two guys laughing and fishing and this guy's kissing, kissing a fish and talking about how I'm going to beat you. I'm going to counter your moonsault. It's really good. I did not think that was a way to promote a world title match. And then on top of that, I'm just being real sour. It was the women's iron survivor match. Like the only thing heating this up was this. Yeah. You added Indy, which adds a complete fact, different factor, but instantly like disregarding everyone else in that match mm-hmm. now, because everyone felt very, generic in those promos so uh as much as like all this stuff i'm saying i didn't mind this episode it had some really good wrestling in a lot of those matches specifically um malik and malik and idris versus uh briggs and jensen i thought the wrestling was good i thought the wrestling was good in the indie triple threat match as well but to get me excited for the pay-per-view they definitely did not do that i usually just prefer closing on a match as well in general um i i'm with you i think i'm looking at the card now and i think on paper it, it looks all right. I actually think the wrestling is going to be pretty good this Saturday on this show. But yeah, the the build has been lousy. None of the matches feel heated. Um, I think, yeah, say Bron Breaker, Apollo Crews a few months ago before all of this, seeing the future thing. I think that sounds like a good match. I am kind of looking forward to seeing what that is. And, and I think these Iron Survivor challenges, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing... It's a it's a first time match. I'm I'm curious to see how it will play out, whether it will work, whether it's something they'll decide to do again. The talent is there. You've got New Day on this show now as well. But yeah, the the build for all of these matches have been incredibly lackluster. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there'll be some good wrestling. But hey, how about some predictions for this show? Let's do it. Carmelo Hayes versus JD McDonough versus Grayson Waller versus Gacy versus Axiom. I think we both are on the same page. Melo makes the most sense. Melo is money. Melo is money. He doesn't miss. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes needs to be NXT champ to close mm-hmm. the, the show out, I think. Melo will be the last champ of the year. I think okay. he needs to beat Braun right off the top. Just right. do it. Uh, by hook or by crook, honestly. It'll bring, uh, it'll bring a refreshing thing there. Uh, 
What about the women's survivors? Stark, Jade, Perez, James, and Hartwell. It's got to be Mandy's your champ. So it's got to be either Roxanne or Indy. Before this week, I thought Roxanne was the clear one. Yeah. Uh, now I'm not so sure. I think they've, they've built up Indy pretty well. I think it could be her time. So I'm going Indy. All right. I'm going to go with Roxanne. All right. And she'll take it off Mandy and Indy will be hurt. So she goes after Roxanne. They have kind of built up that as well, Roxanne and Indy, yeah, haven't they? Exactly. So it could be. We go, to, what about Pretty Deadly and the New Day? Which now we're just like, yo, fuck it. Give it to the New Day. Right, do it. Absolutely. Give it to the New Day. Yes, boy. Yeah. Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. Also, it's, did you know she's a witch? <laughs> it's got to be Isla Dawn. She's yeah. the new character they brought in. Uh, sucks for Alba Fire because she loses yeah. every feud. But uh, it makes sense for it to be Isla. Do we get the spot where Alba has the bat that's on fire and the witch, Isla Dawn, who does the mist, sprays it and puts out the fire and then like... Why not? Do it. Sprays and it blowtorches into Alba's face <laughs> and burns her. Yeah. Like Kane. That'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be spookiness. And then Braun Breaker, Apollo Cruz. I don't see Cruz winning this. It's got to be another retain. I don't even think Cruz sees him yeah. winning this. <laughs> it's got to be Braun. Yeah, they'll go fishing again next week and blow it over. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, well, that's deadline. That's deadline. I think Braun's retaining too, yeah. Let's go to some feedback on the Poison Rana Facebook group. Uh, if you are already a member of the previous Up Next group, it's just changed over. It's just changed a name and a graphic. If not, search for Poison Rana on Facebook and join us. Yeah. Join us. Join us, please. There's the Poison Rana Facebook page. If you follow that and subscribe to that, you will find the group in there as well. But yeah. We start with Sean, who says, Tonight's NXT was not the best go-home show. And honestly, apart from the Iron Survivor matches, Deadline feels more and more like an afterthought. Bron and Apollo have de- done nothing but reinforce my belief that face-versus-face feuds are a terrible idea. I love the new date, but nothing screams we have nothing else for you, like Woods and Kofi challenging pretty deadly for the NXT titles. As for the Iron Survivor qualifiers, the men's triple threat started the match with a banger that more than anything made me want to see Axiom versus Andre Chase best of three series. Unfortunately, any momentum that match created was ruined by the ending tonight with a promo segment from five guys no one wants to hear a promo from. As for the ladies, I get Indy winning, but the women's triple threat was clunky, didn't do anything to sell me on her as a legit contender. And honestly, none of the 10 competitors in any of these matches strike me as viable contenders to defeat Bron or Mandy, except Melo and Roxanne. I'm sure the matches on Saturday will be entertaining, but if the rumors are true about NXT heading back out on the road with its PLEs, we are going to need to build better builds than this. See everyone Saturday. Yeah, uh, thank you for writing in there. But yeah, that's something we did not mention. Uh, PW Insider has said that uh, it's looking like NXT is going to bring their premium live events on the road starting with February 2023, Vengeance Day. All right. In North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. What's the, does it say venue? Uh, I don't know the venue right now, but uh, yeah. Like, I wonder what size, whether it'll be piggybacking off like they used to do, off the big pay-per-views, or whether it's more of a traveling to kind of smaller size places on the road. It'd be cool. Like, it's so easy to piggyback off a weekend with WWE and do it in, like, the the small smaller venue, right? Like That's what I, I think. It makes it special, too. I think it would be cooler to do, like, some smaller venues for NXT. I, I don't think... They're not at the level they were a few years ago when they were yeah. doing, you know, your your big Brooklyn shows and all that. Um 
But I think going on the road is good. This just to work in front of different audiences. Yeah. This this crowd are like very supportive and there every week, but you've got to see how some of these characters get over in front of other crowds. Um it's better for the performers. I'm I'm kind of for it. But be honest, if if you saw this card for deadline, would you think people would go to this show? You think it would be a sold out show? It depends. Like I'd go if it was in Toronto, but yeah. it depends what you're charging. It depends. Yeah. Like I can't imagine they're they're not. I doubt they're charging as much as main roster tickets. Well, we don't know. They've been in this free arena for I know, the past while. I don't know, so. but it depends how you price it, where yeah. it is. Yeah, that's fair. There's a way. Wrestling fans always want to go to wrestling yeah. if it's in town. Absolutely. Right? We go to one more here from Andrew McDonald, who writes in, apparently former ROH six-man champion Dutch and Vincent were in the crowd, and I wanted to specifically give a shout-out to Dutch as I saw him wrestle in FCW as he was released 11 years ago. Ah, I did see those photos floating around. Of Dutch and, and Vincent. Vincent yeah. I always find it amazing when former developmental wrestlers get released and are able to come back, and it's good to see hard work paid off for mm. him. Oh, all right. I didn't, nice. I didn't realize that, but shout-out Vincent and uh, ROH. Thank you guys for writing in. Uh, so that was up next. That was NXT. Uh, we'll be back this Saturday, but we will be going live on the post-wrestling YouTube. And then the audio, the podcast will be on the post-wrestling feed. So if you do not follow that already, obviously you should if you're listening to us. But we will be going forward with up next on the post-wrestling feed. And then come weekends here on this feed, we'll have Poison Rana with... Davey and I chatting all different stuff of wrestling. And our first one will be this Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And if you miss it, the video replay will be up on our YouTube and Twitch. And the audio will be on this feed for the first ever Poison Rana episode. Very excited. Come join us. Join as We want to see as many of you live as possible yeah. in that room. Come join us. It's going to be a first time. Uh, we'll see, I don't know how it's going to go. Well, we got Saturday night on the post we YouTube. We could be next week being like, BD Elite is back. That was a terrible <laughs> idea. Fuck it. No. Fuck the frog. The frog. No, no, no. We can never. Not, not like fuck that owl chant. No. Fuck the frog. Never. We'll never do that. Uh, until we sell. No, I'm yeah. joking. Uh, no. Uh, Saturday night deadline on the post feed and then uh, Sunday on our feed. So again, uh, follow all the socials. At Poison Rana Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. And check us out. Only five bucks a month to, to access to be a friend on the Poison Rana Patreon to get almost 400 podcasts on this feed as an extra Christmas gift. And going forward, we're going to drop a free, some free old shows going forward. So look forward to that on this feed coming soon too and every time you concede a fall you go into the penalty box for 90 seconds <laughs> i i literally phased out i don't know what you're, you're starting to talk about numbers i don't know uh, all right guys hey thanks everyone for the great feedback for the name change going forward we're really excited where we go with this so uh for up next uh we're keeping that on the post side so we'll still be your nxt friends and we can't wait to to see where we go with this poison rana stuff so thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting us and going forward and all that stuff and thank you davy we're gonna do this thing we are we're gonna do you this and damn I, thing. together that's right together forever that's it that's all take care goodbye be safe and see you saturday night for deadline oh yeah